All right, if you would turn your Bibles to the book of Luke, book of Luke chapter 5, and as you're turning there, if you uh, did not on your way in, if you did not get a Lord's Supper cup like one of these right here, uh, you can do one of a couple things. You can, there, there are some right outside these doors, so you could get up and grab one of those, or uh, there are some out there that, that if you would raise your hand, we can bring that to you, okay? Looks like most everybody got it, but there's a, one over here and a couple over here, very good. So we will, we will participate in this at the end, but I wanted to go ahead and prepare you now and uh, excited about that opportunity. Over a year ago, I preached a sermon entitled, What's Next? And by God's grace, I presented to you a vision for the next five years then, and now four years, that would help us think through how we could best live out our mission that says, together we glorify God by making disciples of all nations. We talked about our, the necessity for us when we, we say we belong, we gather, we send as a part of understanding who we are. Uh, but today, as we look to this scripture, we want to think about, as we did last year and have continued to do, we want to think about this vision of knowing our people. So know our people, love our community, end our debt, and reach our world. This vision of the, the next five years, how, we, how do we live this out, live out our mission? So as we look to this passage of scripture today, for some, this will be a very familiar passage. For some, it might, it might be brand new to you. But as we look to this, I believe we will see a picture that stirs us to say that we wanna do whatever it takes to know our people, love our community, end our debt, and reach our world. So Luke chapter five, beginning in verse 17. On one of those days, as he was teaching, Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was with him to heal. Behold, some men were bringing on a bed a man who was paralyzed, and they were seeking to bring him and lay him before Jesus. But finding no way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and let him down with his bed through the tiles into the midst before Jesus. When he saw their faith, he said, man, your sins are forgiven. Scribes and the Pharisees began to question saying, who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? When Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered them, why do you question in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, rise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed, and go home. Immediately, he rose up before them and picked up what he'd been lying on and went home glorifying God. And amazement seized them all. And they glorified God and were filled with awe, saying, we have seen extraordinary things today. You might hear that story. And at first glance, you might be thinking, 
where is the know our people, like love our community, end our debt? I didn't see anything about debt in there for sure. Where is, where is reaching our world? Where is all of that in there? Well, I'm so glad you asked because that's what we're gonna look at today. What we see in this picture, this story, is some friends who were willing to do whatever it takes to get their friend to Jesus. So let's, let's think about that first. In thinking about, we wanna do whatever it takes to know our people, right? That, that's a part of what we've been saying is that we want to know our people at Colonial Heights. And by we, I don't just mean that I want to get to know you. It's that we want to know one another well. And you say, well, of course, I, I have people in my life group and I, I know them and, and I've, I've seen that person over there, so I, I kind of know them. But, but we want to, to know. You know, there's a difference between like, knowing of and actually knowing someone? None of y'all are nodding your head. Does anybody know that difference? There's a difference between knowing about someone, knowing of someone, and actually knowing them, like getting to know who they are, what their likes and dislikes, all of those kind of things. Are y'all with me? Okay, we gotta wake up. It's, it's a good day today, okay? So let's, let's get ready here, okay? So, so we wanna know not just about each other, not just of each other. We want to know our people. And so when I look at this, I see that there were men that knew that a man needed to walk, right? Men knew that there was a man who needed to walk. Verse uh, 18, behold, some men were bringing on a bed a man who was paralyzed. They were seeking to bring him and lay him before Jesus. That might sound not that big a deal, but if they just walked by a guy who was sitting down, they might have known of him, and he sure does sit there every day, never moving. But they had to do something to find out, oh, he's sitting there because he can't walk. Right? There had to have been some kind of realization that this, there's some kind of knowing in a different way. We cannot serve one another if we do not know one another. It doesn't work. So over the last year, when, when we were saying, thinking about things that we have been doing, working on to help us know our people, part of that is membership matters. This, we've begun a, a class where we, we say, before you even enter in, before you even say we belong to Colonial Heights, what is it that we are committing to? What is the church committing to us? What are you committing to the church? Those kind of things. In fact, if you are interested uh, in knowing more about what it looks like to belong or to be a member at Colonial Heights, Tonight at four o'clock, this afternoon at four o'clock in room 200, we welcome you to be here. I will be in there uh, kind of sharing some of who we are as a church and would love to get a chance to get to know you. But we have this membership matters. We established a church covenant so that we could say who we are and, and expect these. During the COVID season, especially in those weeks and months where we were not gathering together, but just simply gathering online, I, I contacted every church household that I had the information for. Our elders and staff additionally contacted every household together. We, we want to know each other. We want to know you. We want to be able to shepherd you well. Just, just a couple weeks ago, we as a staff prayed through every name on the church roll. 
We're, we're asking God to do things in your life, even stuff that we don't know. When, when we have begun to uh, learn more about each other, it stirs us to care for each other differently. I've, I've mentioned this a couple times, but I, I wanted to mention it again. Out of a, a realization of knowing our people, we have, uh, we have several families in our church who have children with special needs, unique needs, and we find them very valuable. It's a part of our family and a part of the church, and so uh, we have been able to begin a new ministry called Image Bearers, and we are so excited uh, about this ministry and the opportunity to serve both those families who have those children with special needs as well as the children themselves. And because of your abundant giving, we'll talk about this several times today, but the, the church has been over and above giving in quite honestly, like miraculous, never seen before kind of ways, never seen by us, not never seen by God, never seen by us kind of ways. And because of that, we're even able to provide the very specific needs for this ministry, including uh, you'll find in weeks ahead, some fencing and some outdoor supplies coming to, to meet needs of these families. And uh, you'll even see us doing some other projects around the church because of that abundant giving. I want you to know that this thrills my heart. That this comes from us knowing one another. This is how it looks to, to know your people and then to do something about what you know, right? If we, just, if we just happen to know, like if these guys knew that he was paralyzed, knew that there was a healer and didn't take him to them, they're not very good friends, are they? And the same for us, if we know things about one another, know ways that we need to serve and care for one another and know it, but ignore it, then we're not very good family, are we? So while men knew that a man needed to walk, Jesus knew that a man needed a savior. This is a, a little bit of a contrast here, isn't it? They're looking at really just the outside, but in verse 20, He's lowered down from the roof, from the ceiling. He's laying there, unable to walk. And, and Jesus surely is assuming the reason he's there, maybe even they shout it from the roof, hey, we want you to heal him. And Jesus doesn't say right away, he doesn't say you're healed. He says, your sins are forgiven. Now don't, don't see what isn't there, but Jesus looks past the physical needs for at least a moment to meet the spiritual needs. And as we'll see in a minute, it is not that he is unconcerned about physical needs. It's simply that he's more concerned with the spiritual condition of this person. Because he knows that if that man's sins are forgiven, if he sees the faith in them, he knows that one day he will be healed. So, so whatever's happening right now is momentary, is short, right? What, he, what he's most concerned about for the right now is that he will spend eternity with him, that his sins are forgiven. Isn't it good to know that, that Jesus can redirect our emphasis? Our, our, uh, our part, right? So when we're thinking about ways that we wanna try to meet each other's needs. And Jesus can redirect our heart quickly to say, meet 
and spiritual needs of those that you know. And if we're going to know our people, this isn't just about making sure that people have food on their plate, they have a roof over their head. It is that. But it is about much more than that. It's not just making sure that the children have a room to meet in. It's making sure that the children have a a place where they hear and know that Jesus is Lord, that God made them fearfully and wonderfully made they are. So we, we want to do whatever it takes to know our people and to know them well. But we also want to do whatever it takes to love our community, right? I've been thinking and praying about that work. We want to, how do we, how do we demonstrate to those that are, live closest to us that we care about them? Something I, I hope is your desire as well, that if we were to, this is not my desire in any way, shape, or form, but that if we were to close our doors, we want it that to bother the community. Does that make sense? We want the community to feel a loss when we aren't a church here anymore. If, if that were to happen, we want that, that's the impact we want to have. That they're going to say, you know what? Things just aren't as good when, when that church over there closed. <laughs> we, like, for whatever, whatever the things are. See, in this text, we see that men knew that the answer was Jesus, right? They, these same friends that, that see this paralyzed man. See, you can't walk. So what is it that they're going to do? They're going to take him to the one that they know has the answer, the one that can heal. It says that they, they, they were seeking to bring him in and lay him before Jesus. That's their plan. I don't know how many other plans had failed before that, but they find out real quick they're not going to work, right? We're not, it's not going to work. Like Crutches aren't cutting it. We're really getting tired of carrying this mat around. We want this guy to walk, and there's only one person who can make him walk. So we're going to take him to Jesus. Well, that's why we need to think about our community. We must remember that, our, that the answer for our community is Jesus. It's not just Colonial Heights. We certainly want to bring people to Colonial Heights, but we want to bring people to Jesus. When we're doing prayer walking, which we'll talk about even in just a second, but when, we, when we're doing prayer walking, we're not praying for only those that might one day join Colonial Heights Baptist Church. When we're serving Hope Hollow and Sunny Brook, it isn't because we want them to join your life group. It's so that they might join the kingdom of God. We're not, we're not knocking on a door and saying, hey, would you consider Colonial Heights? No, okay, I'm not praying for you then. Right? That would be absurd correct? Okay, making sure everybody's good with that. Don't sign them up for prayer walking if they didn't agree with that, okay? Last year, uh, even in this this What's Next sermon, I introduced uh, this Bless Every Home, this idea that you can sign up for, and you can still sign up for it. So you go to blesseveryhome.com, and you can, is it 
Com? Okay. Uh, you can go to blesseveryhome.com and on that website or on, you can download the app, you plug in your address and how often you want to get an email and you will get emails with your uh, every week or every day, however often, with your neighbors and their names, and you can pray for them every day. We'll even give you a prayer prompt, something to suggest for you to pray for them, even if you've never met them. Church, we can do this. And over the last year, in fact, I think there's another slide with some statistics that might be hard for you to see, but uh, we have there's been 3,146 households prayed for by our church. That's a, that's a celebration point, by the way. There's not enough smiles out there. That's something to say praise God about. And we've had people praying. But I, I will tell you that I want there to be more of us praying, pleading with God to do miraculous things in our neighborhood, in our community. If we really believe that prayer has effect, then we should be ones who are the first to plead with God for our neighbors. This should be the, the like basic, right? At the best estimate, we have prayer walk, meaning that we have gone door to door uh, asking for people if we could pray for them and actually praying for people with them at their home. We've prayed uh, about 800 homes around this campus. We also might estimate that we have sent out about 350 new, uh, when people move into the community, we've invited them into the church. When I think about probably one of the things we have done most recently uh, to display our love for our community is this past week launched our weekday ministry. When I say launched, I mean kind of restarted. It was time for the year to, to get back going and uh, we are so excited about it. It was, it was fun to see kids from, from our community, most of which are not members of Colonial Heights, coming into this place where we know they're going to hear about the love of Jesus Christ. Their, their parents are going to hear and know that Jesus saves. They're gonna learn passages of scripture and they're gonna sing songs. Those kids are gonna go home singing songs. Raise your hand if you have a child, if you've ever had a child. Should be pretty, all right? Or if you are a child, okay? So like, ever been a child, okay, right? So somebody, everybody should raise their hand. Like, you know how songs do that? Like they're just, they just get stuck in your head and they just sing them over and over. And those kids' songs, there's like seven words for them and they just, they never end. But we're okay because they're gonna be singing Jesus saves or we're gonna be singing that, that God loves them and God made them. They're gonna be singing those songs in their homes over and over and over again. And by God's grace, that we would be saying, would you please know this Jesus that healed a man who, who didn't just make him no longer be able to uh, stuck on a mat, but he is now saved. This can be your story. That's what we're saying to this community. When we, when we connect with Hope Hollow and Sunnybrook, these ministries that are local, that we, can, we come alongside these ministries that are sharing, doing gospel-centered work. We're saying we want to come alongside you as a church and support and, and dive in and say we love this community to that degree that we want Jesus to be known. In addition to those that we've already mentioned, we've recently connected with the Baptist Children's Village uh, organization called Mississippi Against Human Trafficking. We've, because of your abundant giving, we've been able to provide needs specifically for them, like refrigerators and microwaves and ovens and 
couches, uh, furniture. That, that We were able to, because you gave so much, we were able to just contact ministries like this and say, what do you need? We want to we wanna supply those needs. Praise God that we've just, by God's grace, we're able to just contact gospel-centered ministries and say, let's, let's come alongside them. I will say probably one of the most anticipated for me and one of the most exciting things coming in this next year is a new church plant from Colonial Heights. So Colonial Heights, we have, if you've been here for very long, you know we've talked about this before. This isn't your first time hearing me ever say that we hope one day that we would send people out from here. So we've discussed this and we've said that we know this will be difficult Right? This is different than maybe something we've seen before. Historically, we've sent maybe a family or we have financially supported a church plant somewhere and maybe it's people we didn't even really know but we financially supported. But uh, I am overjoyed with this reality although I'm sure it will be bittersweet because it will include some of you, I hope, that we will be sending you very specifically, Matthew Smith and his wife Brandy and their kids Jeremiah and Stella Kate will be sent from Colonial Heights to be leading out in planting this church in Rankin County, think kind of Northwest Rankin. Uh, in our, by God's grace, it will be in August of 2022. And uh, Matthew, who preached uh, just last Sunday morning and will be preaching a series starting next Sunday night, uh, several weeks series. Uh, if you have heard him before, you know he is gifted in the pulpit and is always faithful to the word. And I will just say, I am overjoyed that they are accepting of this responsibility and this task. And I am serious when I say, we are praying that the right people would join them in this launching effort. This is, this is not a, in fact, I want you to begin praying for two things. One, finding out if you are supposed to be one of those families that goes with them, helps them launch. Maybe you just go for a year and you just say, we're gonna help make this happen, help establish this church. And then I want you to be praying that you would begin to prepare your heart that some of your friends may leave your life group to go be a part of this work. That's hard to think about, right? And you might even think like, Chad, I don't know if you know how this works, but we're kind of wanting more people here, not less. But again, remember, if our goal is not about more people at Colonial Heights, but more people in the kingdom of God, then we'll happily send them out. We, we, wanna, we want with, with joy and delight and excitement to say, go. Like, we can't stand here and say we belong, we gather, we send. Just kidding. Right? That if we say the last one, we have to really mean it. And so when we send people, it's not always just for short-term mission trips that they come back and they are really excited about going again on a short-term trip. We're talking about long-term, forever kind of sending. And the reason we can say that is because we want to do whatever it, it takes to love our community. If it, Church, if we're gonna say whatever it takes, then, then this is the kind of work that whatever it takes.
You see, while men knew that Jesus was the answer, Jesus knew that the need was forgiveness, right? He says, man, your sins are forgiven you. They were right, Jesus was the answer, but not just for physical healing, for spiritual eternity. Jesus knew that the need was forgiveness. All of these things that we've been talking about cost money. Do you know that? Gino knows that. Good, you know it too, right? We know that these things cost money. It costs money to buy a refrigerator or a couch or, or whatever for whatever ministry. It costs money for us to support a, a church plant somewhere else. It'll cost money to rent a space or to buy a space. It'll cost money to have, we want those people to have a chair to sit in. It's gonna cost money for those kind of things. All of this takes money. And because of that, we wanna do whatever it takes to end our debt. We want to get out of debt, not just because we don't like it sitting there. I mean, honestly, we've been having this abundant giving. Maybe we're fine. Maybe we're doing just fine. I want you to understand we're not just fine. We want to get out of debt so that we can do more. That's something that just kind of sits on us. You say, okay, Chad, I certainly didn't see that in the text. There's nothing about debt. There's not anything about money in here. But here's what, what you know is men knew that resources were necessary, right? Look at verse 19. They found no way to bring him in to this house because of the crowd. So what did they do? They went up on the roof and let him down with his bed through the tiles into the midst of Jesus. Can you imagine that conversation? There's four guys. I'm imagining it's four because it's four corners on a bed. I don't know. Maybe there's one extra strong guy who's got, but I don't know. But so... These guys, and they're standing around looking at their friend who can't walk. And the first one, like, what does he say? He's like, hey, guys, I think we should take our friend in there to see Jesus. Like, yeah. Well, the second one, like, hey, man, it looks pretty full. Don't know how, how we expect to get him in there. Maybe the third guy, or back to the first guy, says, hey, let's just dig a hole in the roof. What? Like, not just like, hey, excuse me, tap on the shoulder, like, it's apparently so crowded that they don't think they're gonna get in there in any way, shape, or form. So they, they look around, they say, we've gotta get some resources. I don't know if you know how roofs work, but they don't come with holes in them. So they, they've gotta dig a hole, they've gotta do something. Now it's gonna look different than our roofs now, but they have to have some kind of something to get through that. I don't know if it was a shovel or a pickaxe or just, but then they gotta have some rope. They're not just dropping him from the top right? They're going to have something to lower him down. They've got to do something to, there's all of this. They're, they're gathering together their resources. And we can't be concerned if people are bothered by the, the tiles and the dirt that's going to hit them on the head while we're making room for our friend to get to Jesus. You see, we are strapped in some ways by debt. There's a way to get into the house, but it's going to take more than just a shovel and some rope. So this past year, because of your abundant giving, I don't even remember if we've shared this yet, but we have just recently wrote a one-time principal-only payment of $600,000. Praise God. This, this takes our debt number to, it starts with a four. Now that's four million, so, but, uh, but when I was interviewing here just over, like, over three years ago, it started with an eight. 
And so we are continuing to see that. And that's, that's by your fruit, by, by God's faithfulness through his people. This next year, again, this is not a new surprise, but I want you to know this is coming in this next year. We are beginning a stewardship campaign, a financial campaign, where we will be uh, planning to sacrificially give above and beyond outside of ourselves, like a, a, at, a, at a significant sacrifice in order to end this debt quickly. I want to prepare you now that in the months ahead, we will be presenting you with this kind of opportunity to support both ending our debt and seeking the end. What I mean by that is we want to continue to reach our world. And so we want to do that until the end comes. Right, Matthew 24 says that we all have to hear that the gospel's got to go out and then the end will come. So you'll see specific projects like church planting, Bible translation. In fact, uh, later in November, we're planning a special event uh, uh, kind of connected to Bible translation called Access until all have heard where well, we will be uh, reading God's word together and uh, like at the same time praying for those who don't have access to God's word. So make sure you keep your eyes peeled for this church-wide, week-long effort uh, in November. So again, we're going to be trying to raise some $5 million over a three-year period, and this will take all of us. If we're gonna say whatever it takes, we're gonna do whatever it takes. Are you gonna do whatever it takes? Are you gonna, are you gonna say, okay, what is it that we need to cut out of our, our regular spending so that we can give more, we can sacrifice Maybe you're even wondering, what does our normal budget look like? I'm so glad that you asked that as well. On September 26th, we will vote on the next year's church budget. And so uh, if you want to see that, a copy of that budget, you can look at that. There are copies of that uh, at all of the places. So like all the different tables on your way out, you can certainly grab one of those. Um, you see, men knew that resources were necessary, and Jesus knew that faith was required. These men simply bring their friends to the one that they knew could do it all. Jesus saw it. We can't do this work, church. Certainly we can say we wanna do whatever it takes, but it really comes from the power of God. I wonder, I wonder even in just thinking about this and not just debt, but thinking about like, who do you need to take to Jesus? Who do you need to introduce to the the great healer, the great forgiver of sins. There's someone at your work, there's someone sitting next to you right now that you need to speak to about Jesus. And that leads me to this last reality that we wanna do whatever it takes to reach our world. This isn't just about our community. No. Madison, Rankin, Hines County area. This is about all nations all around the world. See, men, they knew, these guys, they knew that life had been changed. When, when the, the man gets up, he's glorifying God. And then everyone else around, amazement seized them. Verse 26, they glorified God, filled with awe. Are you filled with awe with the things that God is doing? 
I mean, I'm talking about, like, this should be blowing your mind. Like, uh, not because it's happening at Colonial Heights, but because God is choosing to do it anywhere. God is choosing to still rescue people from their sins. God is choosing to, to draw people out of darkness into light, take them from death to life. This should totally amaze you day after day after day in your life alone, much less all of those around us. We should be astounded that we get to play any part in this. Did you realize last year we sent over 70 people on short-term mission trips? You're like, I didn't think we were traveling at all. Yeah, you might not have, but we did. And we sent another uh, around 20 on midterm work. That, that means they were going for over two weeks or more, some of them two months in other parts of the world, in other parts of the country. We supported financially and prayerfully mission efforts in six different countries at least. Because of your abundant giving, we were helping with projects uh, in the Himalayas with COVID relief, with Uganda with a radio program and electricity for a missionary house, in Scotland with church plant renovation projects, in Haiti completing a, uh, a school there, a building project. As you heard recently, we were able to help with underground church pastors from Afghanistan. When we're talking about $50,000, we were able to send because of your abundant giving, because God's faithfulness through you, we're saying we want to do whatever it takes to reach our world. I don't know if you know it, but Afghanistan is in our world. Yemen is in our world. Iraq and Iran is in our world. North Korea, just as, as is Rankin County and Madison County and Hines County. Ridgeland City, right? Your neighborhood. We want to do whatever it takes because Jesus knew that eternity had been changed. I wonder, I wonder if we're really willing to do whatever it takes. Are we willing to gather resources? Are we willing to get out of our comfort zone? Are we willing to, to pick up the phone and make a, a phone call? Because we've noticed that in knowing our people, that someone's not here and we miss them. Are you willing to make those phone calls? Are you willing to, to do whatever it takes to love our community? Are you willing to go knock on someone's door and saying, hey, I just wanted you to know I'm praying for you? Are you willing to do whatever it takes in our debt, are you willing to be a part of a, a campaign like that where we say, let's, let's tackle it headlong? Maybe you don't realize this, but for some of you in this room, you have forgotten, or maybe you've never heard it, that Jesus did whatever it took to give you a way to have eternal life. Jesus, he, he didn't just end the debt financially. You and I had a debt to be paid for our sin. The wages, the debt of our sin is death. So Jesus paid that debt. He's offering for you to receive that gift. So today I 
I ask you, would you turn from your sin and trust in Jesus? Turn away from your offenses towards God and trust in the one and only way. Would you surrender yourself to him? Some of us have surrendered our life to Jesus. You can confidently say that you will do whatever it takes to genuinely know our people and take love to our community and with evangelism and care and do whatever it takes to sacrificially give. And you're, you're willing to do whatever it takes to reach our world. And so I, I thought today, what, what, would, what would draw this to a close the best? I couldn't think of anything better than the, the richness of the gospel. We're willing to do whatever it takes because of the one who did whatever it took for us, right? We're willing to, to sacrifice because of the great sacrifice. So my heart was drawn to the Lord's Supper. Are we, are we celebrate the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, his body and blood given for us. We want to be always careful. This is quite honestly the most dangerous thing I ask people to do is take the Lord's Supper. Because scripture tells us that if we take it in an unworthy manner, if we, if we come to that table in an unhealthy way, or if we come to it as, as non-believers, not trusting in Jesus, then, then some were even sick and some even died. That's what scripture tells us. So before we take the Lord's Supper, I wanna ask you to take a moment and confess sin before God and ask God. Some of you need to, to call on him for salvation. And some, some of us just need to make sure our heart is right with the Lord. And so I ask you to do that. And after just a couple minutes of quiet prayer, we're going to sing together. We're going to rejoice together. And then we will partake in the Lord's Supper. So take time now to, to call out to the Lord and confess to him.
this morning no fate I dread You would take your cup and peel back that first layer. In Matthew 26, it says that as they were eating, Jesus took bread after blessing it, broke it, and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup. 
He'd given thanks for it. He gave it to them saying, drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. This is our gift. He did whatever it took to sacrifice for us. Let's stand as we respond now. Sing this together with every breath. With every breath, I long to follow Jesus. Has said that he will bring me home. Yes, he will. And day by day, I know he will renew me until I stand with joy before the throne. To this I I